Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, David. Good morning. We're continuing our journey um, of the Made for Mission series. And if you've missed a Sunday, here's a quick catch-up. We started out by saying we are all called. Part of our mission is that we are called. Calling is not for the spiritual elite, but for everyone who calls Jesus Lord. Last week we answered the question, well, what is my mission? Well, our mission is to serve where we are, here in St. Catharines, in our schools, our neighborhood, our homes, our office, our work site. My mama would say, you grow where you're planted. Or more theologically, we would say, you serve where you're rooted. So where are we? If I Google Scott Street Mennonite Brethren Church, this is what I get. A little red dot. I don't know when was the last time you, you Googled the church. And a little picture of our worship team up there. A little bit of our information. So according to Google, this is Scott Street MB Church. But it's not true. Because, David, next slide. This is Scott Street MB Church. So I've had to zoom out. But this, these are your homes. These, I've put all of your addresses into a Google map. So you, you can, if you zoomed in, you'd see all of your homes. I think, look at your house. Do you see where you are? Some of you over there in Niagara-on-the-Lake area, someone on... I'm right beside um, the Welland Canal. You know if I turn right and I turn left, I'm right there uh, on the Welland Canal. So Scott Street MB Church is not one little red dot on a map. We have an opportunity to have an impact on St. Catharines because we are the church. All of us are the church. We are a light for Christ to be his change agents all across St. Catharines. Interestingly, we're mainly a North End tribe, aren't we? But there there are some of us spread out. And we pray that God would use us as his church. Before we dive into this message, as we're thinking about where we are and where the church is, I just want to speak to you, uh, to those of us who are newer in faith or, or those who are, are still new in their, in their walk with Jesus Christ. As you're trying to figure out this whole thing, so I'm supposed to be serving God in St. Catharines, well, what does it look like to be a Christian, to serve God? Um, and, and I'm using some simple illustrations here. As you try to figure out this whole thing, I'd like you to to think and understand that Jesus is inviting us to a chicken pot pie kind of faith. Not a TV dinner kind of faith. There's a TV dinner and there's a chicken pot pie. Now, all of you know, have you ever had a TV dinner? Remember the days we had lots of TV dinner, didn't we? We would sit and we'd watch Walt Disney and and have have a TV dinner. Uh, With a TV dinner, you can eat your steak completely and avoid the evil broccoli because everything is in its separate little area. Um, And it seems that many of us try to live our lives this way in distinct compartments. I've got one compartment called family, another one titled work, one called friends, and another one called my spiritual life. And in this image, you can have a strong spiritual life 
in one little pocket, but it doesn't, nat- it doesn't naturally interact with our whole lives. It doesn't mix with all the parts of our life. And the, the problem is that Jesus isn't interested in our spiritual lives. He's interested in all of our lives, not a part of our lives. Christ wants to be all of our lives. Let's go back to the chicken pot pie. This is what our faith looks like. That looks delicious. With chicken pot pie, all the food is mixed. There's no picking and choosing. It's, there's the broccoli, the chicken, the peas, the corn, all mixed together in every bite, whether you like it or not. I'm sure some of you pick out the peas, but in general, it's all together. And the same is true with our walk with God. He wants our relationship with him to touch every part of our lives. No compartments, no separation. Our faith touches everything. So if you're cutting grass, you're cutting grass for Jesus. If you're doing electrical work in your basement, you're doing electrical work for Jesus. If you're at the airport, if you're building a house, if you're a school teacher, doctor, lawyer, you are that for Jesus' sake. Amen? That is a chicken pot pie faith. And that is what I believe God calls us to. Now, we're going to look at that in light of today's scripture, John 13, 1 to 17. It says, it was just before the Passover festival. So this puts it at a time of year. So Jesus, a Jew, would have been getting ready for the Passover festival. Jesus knew that his hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus loved his disciples. He loves his people. And his time is coming to an end. They're at the feast. So Jesus and the disciples are having a feast. It was the evening he was to be betrayed. His hour had come. Jesus knew that this was his last time to eat with the disciples. So he decided he would do something incredible. Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. So he's using, using the towel around him, putting their foot in the towel and drying their feet. He does this right after he realizes, he knows that this is, these are his last hours. So what does he do in his last hours? He washes feet. It's... it's uh, in our culture, we kind of don't understand it because we're not much of a foot-washing culture. But it's an incredible symbol. It's an amazing act of love and humility. It's central to understanding who Jesus is. Jesus came to serve, to humble himself and die. He knew that he was about to be arrested. He would be beaten. He would be crucified. He knew this. Yet what did he do? He took a basin. He poured water in it. He wrapped himself with a cloth and washed feet. And by doing this, he was making one of his most important and one of his last statements. The foundation of Jesus' mission flowed from his identity. Now, for each of us, um, lots of things shape our identity of ourselves. Mostly, people know us by how we live, how we love, how we act. You want to know what people think of you? Well, look at yourself in the mirror and see what other people see. How do you live? How do you love? How do you act? Our friends over at Tabor 
are always surprised when Pastor Paul prepares the snack on Thursday. We have a, a, a Tabor Cafe on Thursdays. And Pastor Paul, he gets over there and he gets the coffee on and he, he cuts up the, the, the snacks, the little squares and things. He goes and buys them and cuts them up and puts them out nicely on trays. And then when people come for, for tea and coffee, well, Mr. Bolt, you know, and Jake, you see him. And when we come for coffee, uh, people often go to Paul, uh, you're serving me? And I've heard these exact words, but you're the pastor. And uh, I think, Paul, you're, usually you say, um, well, my boss taught me how to serve. My boss taught me how to serve. Something like that. I've, I've heard you say it a few times. So Jesus has taught you how to serve. They seem surprised that a pastor knows how to cut a piece of cake. They seem surprised that a pastor would, would, would ask, do you want sugar and cream? But we, we serve because we follow Christ's example. And Paul is, is a great example of a servant as a, and a pastor. And, um, and he's teaching me how to cut squares. Our identity is as a servant. Jesus' identity. When we read the scripture, Jesus knew who he was. He was the son of God. He was on a mission. His mission was clear. Jesus knew whose he was. He was the father's. He was the beloved son in whom God was well pleased. Jesus knew what he was here for. He knew that his time had come to pay for the sins of mankind. He came to live, to die, and to raise again. He knew where he was going. He knew that he would leave this world and go to his Father in heaven. He knew where his power came from. He knew that the Father had put all things under his feet and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. Jesus knew all of these things. He knew his identity. So if you know that you are all of these things, what do you do? You serve. We know that we belong to Jesus. He is our identity. What do we do? We serve. What led him to wash the disciples' feet? I believe it was love. Love lowered himself. Love led him to sacrifice for those around him, for the disciples and for us. Let's continue reading the scripture, John 13. Now we're at verse 6. He came to Simon Peter, and I love Simon Peter. Simon Peter, uh, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Thank you, Trish, for your reading. Uh, Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you'll never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part in me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have, uh, who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Peter simply didn't understand what Jesus was doing when he offered to wash his feet. Peter's first response was, no, you shall never wash my feet. I think he just didn't see himself ever being, being over Jesus, that Jesus would serve him and wash his feet. But Jesus comes back and says, if I can't do this for you, Peter, then you've missed everything I've taught you for the last three and a half years. Unless I wash you, you have no part of me. As I wash you, you have no part of me. Peter understood. Jesus wants me to be clean. 
So in Peter's mind, he's thinking, Jesus wants me to be clean. Then, Lord, not just my feet, but my hands and my head and all of me. Simon Peter is an impulsive character. He had these outbursts, and this was one of his most glorious mistakes. Peter made all the mistakes, and that's why I can relate to him. The very Peter, remember, he drew his sword in Gethsemane and cuts off the high priest's ear. So the same Peter, remember Peter, he rushed, Jesus was walking on the, was on the water, and, and Peter went outside the boat and stood on the water, and, and then he, he said, Lord, save me or I'll perish. He started to sink. This is the same Peter. He's always, he's always getting in trouble. The same Peter now says, if it comes to being washed by you, wash all of me. It's beautiful. Jesus said to Peter, this is not. So he's just washed the disciples' feet. He wants to wash Peter's feet. So Jesus says to Peter, this is not about cleansing all of you because you're clean. I think Jesus says that to us today. We're clean. We're forgiven. We are clean. This isn't about being cleaned. This is about serving. This is about service. I'm serving you, Peter. Do you get it? I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done to you. That's the scripture. Let's go to 13, 13 to 17. When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes, uh, put back on his clothes, returned to his place. Then he says to the disciples, do you understand what I have done for you? Well, he had washed their feet. Is that what he means? Do you understand what he's just washed your feet and I've just washed your feet. Do you understand that I just washed your feet? Of course you would understand because I had just washed your feet. But he asked, do you understand what I have done for you? Was it just about the foot washing? No. No. He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. He tells them to go and do the same for others. As I have poured out for you, go and pour out into others. So it's a beautiful story and there's many layers to it. Jesus shows us that he is not only our savior, but he teaches us that he is a servant. He's our servant and he calls us to be his servants. God pours himself out into us. And he tells us, pour out our lives into others. That map of St. Catherine's, pour out our lives into this city, into our homes, into our schools. Yeah, into our neighborhoods. Now the perspective of, you'd think, well, serving isn't so much. But the problem is, in our worldly perspective, um, service and sacrifice is not very popular. In fact, it seems to be the opposite of what this world is about. We are about upward mobility. Better car, better house, uh, better job, bigger paycheck. Upward mobility. What we can get, our eyes only look this way. We don't look at the needy, we don't look at the poor, we don't look at the needs around us. We look at upward mobility. What can I get more for myself? That seems to be Western culture. God calls us to downward mobility. We are called to downward mobility, to humble ourselves, to serve the needy, to care for the orphan, to support the widow, to give a glass of cold water in Jesus' name. It's foreign to our Western culture. 
Jesus exchanged a throne in heaven for a cross on earth. It's quite an exchange. Not upward mobility, but downward mobility. As we live on a mission as followers of Jesus Christ, we too can be secure because our identity is in Jesus. So we are to be like Jesus, and we can be secure in that. We don't have to seek approval in all of our hard work or in the money that we can save or in our accomplishments or in our boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands and wives, kids, parents and grandparents. Now, we are fully approved by God. We are sons and daughters of God. That's our identity. Yes, it's good to work hard. We are Mennonites. It's good to work hard. But you are not your work. Yes, it's good to save money. But you are not your bank account. Yes, it's good to love your your wife and your husband, your children, your grandchildren. And this is an important part of you. But your core identity is that you are a child of God. And as a child of God, we are servants. So from this identity as a child of God, we're called to serve others. We're called to humbly and happily put other needs before our own. Jesus sets a very high standard for us. He was God, yet he washed the dirty feet of his disciples and said, do the same. Let's quickly finish with Romans 10, 15. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So as you spend time with God each day and as God pours into us and as he washes us daily, he will send you out with beautiful feet. Do you have beautiful feet? Do you have beautiful feet? John, you have beautiful feet. Beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You have beautiful feet. Have you, do you think about your feet or do they just hang down there on the end of your legs mostly? I think most of us forget about our feet. You know when you remember your feet is when you can't walk anymore or when you have trouble walking. You have an opportunity to bring the good news, to serve your family, your neighborhood, this world by using your feet, your beautiful feet. You know why they're beautiful? Because God points them in the right direction and he uses them. So don't worry about getting it right. Sometimes we think, yes, I know I have beautiful feet, but sometimes I head the wrong direction. And think about Peter. Right after this experience with Jesus at the Last Supper, um, and when Jesus um, washes his feet and then the Last Supper, a few hours later, he denies even knowing Jesus before the, the, the rooster crows three times. Remember that story? That's the same Peter. He must have felt so guilty. This same Peter, after he denies Jesus, Jesus, after he raises, rises again, he meets Peter. And what does he say to Peter? I don't know if you can put all these pieces together, but he says to Peter, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. 
Do you love me? Feed my sheep. And this same Peter who made all the mistakes then preached to the 3,000 people at Pentecost. And the world, the church was born and grew from there. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that disciple Peter who, who had many failures, but he learned to serve. So, dear church family, we are on a mission, and Jesus has taught us what we are to do on a mission. We are to humble ourselves and serve the world around us. Bow down and serve the needy, the hungry, the poor, and wash their feet in Jesus' name. Now, culturally, we don't wash feet much anymore, but there's a million things you can do that are as good as washing feet, humbling yourself and serving those around us, bowing down. So may God bless you as you leave church today and enter the mission field with your beautiful feet. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made our feet beautiful. As we leave this place today, Father, point our feet in the right direction. Father, we seek to bring good news to the north end of St. Catharines, to our city, to our province, and, and to our world. Father, we seek to be light and salt wherever you have called us. Make us servants, Father. Help us to wash the feet of those around us to be an example of your love, your care, and your compassion. Father, we seek to be rooted in faith, in love, and compassion. Use us, your church, today we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.